I think right. it might have taken a little less time. Yeah. This time. Looks good. Bridget got her hair done. Check, 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 check. There we go. Good evening, everyone. It's Friday evening. We were off last week. Yeah, we were off last week. And um, Bridget Sorry was about that, guys. working in the garden all day today. And then um, there was this plant that I couldn't get out with a spade, so I attached it to the car and pulled it out. And it kind of went too easy. I was kind of hoping it would be more of a struggle for the car. Why did you think that? I have no idea. It was idea. just a rosemary bush. I know. I was just thinking it would be more eventful. I wanted more event, more of an event, and it just oh, it did. was like, it's not like if, a if tree. I if I had tied it to a garbage can, and it would have come out the same way. <laughs> so there is that. And then, well, Bridget, how was your week? Oh, my week was great. But I want to talk a little bit about gardening for a second first. Yeah. Since we can we, just can we share about this that? water? Or do I, I guess so. I didn't really want to share it, but no, 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 no. but ahead. I will. Start the, start the ball rolling well, there. You know, because we had the Texas storm, and so I've been waiting uh, to do the weeding because they said to be patient and wait. And um, But I've noticed other people were going ahead and weeding, and the yard looked like a nightmare. So anyway, I did find that my mom's sago palm, which I thought was completely dead, once I was trimming it back, there's a few little green shoots on the bottom, so I was really happy about that. And then um, the lantanas are coming back, so I'm happy about that. The rosemary is coming back. Actually, that rosemary you pulled up, though, that one was completely dead. But the other rosemaries are coming back. And um, How do you know it was completely dead and it's not? it couldn't come back in a week? Well, I mean, it, I, we could have pulled it out too soon. It was soon, ugly. But it, it was ugly. It did, it's dead. It was huge. It just... It was scraggly, I hate that scraggly looking. whole yeah. section where they put... Well, the thing is, when we bought this house, we didn't do the landscaping. The company that built the house, yeah. they did it. And they they put too many plants in. Like, they put a lot of really big plants. And so it was okay the first couple of years. Yeah. But then these plants just got massive and then kind of overtook... Right. The small spaces that they're in. So they kind of overdid it. Yeah. Um, and then two of our favorite plants may be gone completely. Yeah, very sad. And that's the Pride of Barbados. And what do you call the other one? What's the name I of it? I call it the Yellow Bell Bush, but I'm sure that's not the name of it. It has the Yellow Bells. The yeah, it has Yellow Bell flowers. But it's can... massive, and, you, and the bees just love it. So oh, in the mornings, yeah. the bees are just all over that, which is yeah. there's, there's a lot of beehives in the botanic gardens. So I don't know if they come from there, but they visit all the time. And um, yeah, so we're just I'm sad about that. And that that gets so big too, and it's it was yeah, a, it, it was, was one story high. Yeah, it was really big, and it was last year. It bloomed nearly the entire year. It, it was did. in bloom. And then that, and it wasn't tired. And then suddenly that went, that storm came, and it was just dead. Everything was dead. Yeah, it was all the dead. palm trees around the city were dead. So anyway, that's a little update about our plants. But I was very excited that oh, and I think I did lose my other my uh, the other plant that my mom gave me. Yeah. Um, what's the name of it? It's a little pine. Yeah. Uh, and it's I've had it in a potted plant, and I forgot to bring it in, and. Thought I saw some green on it yesterday, but I don't know. Mm. Anyway, so will you want? Why don't you tell us about your week first, and then I'll tell about my week a little bit. How was your yes, week? Yes, very Brian? good. Or your last uh, two weeks. And actually. As, as always, if if you want to get by the preamble, which I don't know why you would, but if you did, uh, that's a joke. Um, you can, we'll put notes to when we get to the main topic. 
My week okay. was good, and uh, Saturday I did, uh, you know, I'm taking this coaching class, and I'm enjoying yeah. it, and mm-hmm. doing a lot of human development studies on that. Uh-huh. That's been fun, and uh, I usually go to the coffee shop once a week, Friday morning, as a mm-hmm. treat, and I just decided, you know what, it's every morning, I'm going to go every morning. Good, I noticed that. I noticed you were going every day. I feel guilty doing it, but I'm just... Why, why would you feel guilty? Uh, yeah, I don't well, understand it's why. Well, because it's $3 a day. Brian, you work hard. You deserve yeah, I it. I do deserve and it. We have plenty of money for you to spend $3 a day. Yeah, we do have some money. So I'm going to stimulate I mean, the coffee shop for the next two years. You shouldn't feel guilty. But it's very nice. It's like a routine. I go there. I get there when it's dark. And I mm-hmm. get the same thing. I bring my own cream and sugar. What, and, and, and what coffee shop are you going local to? Local coffee shop down at the Pearl. Oh, okay. That's where I am. If you're in the neighborhood, you should wave. If you're that's down a there. really nice coffee shop, and then if it's a shop. nice day, you yeah. can sit outside. That's what if you I like. It's, to. You have that whole open space you're looking. Are at. you sitting inside or outside? Uh, ins- inside. Inside. Okay. And then I watch the sun come up on the Pearl Brewery, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a lovely um, thing. And then I uh, take a meeting in the morning, or meeting or two, and then I come and back. And you take the meeting from the Pearl. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have an eight o'clock meeting with a guy. We should check in, so we'll talk. Okay. It's very early. Okay, so there's that, and then um. Uh, the Monday night you'll cover that was the big that was a big event or and you then, can talk about it oh I will talk about it yeah so then um, that's really it you know work was good and there was some event that I can't get my head around that I forgot um, some routine events I talked to my friends every Thursday you talked to your sister talked to my sister Arlene yeah yeah uh, that was very nice I went for a walk I actually was gonna drop Finn off the mother class and I was going to um, I was going to what sit at a coffee shop and I just felt no I feel disconnected from nature so I took a walk in, in, a, in a park I used to walk in uh, Leon Valley Trail mm-hmm. and it was so peaceful I'm so glad yeah. I did that really enjoyed just walking and yeah, feeling you, and present. you've been taking walks every day too because of your knee because of my knee yeah I've been doing that's right and I brought Maggie and she almost keeled over but uh, that's the dog <laughs> by the way or she's a little fat she's always she's fat. fat and um i've been sleeping really well and yeah Good. that's been great i've been on a new medication which uh, i don't know you don't know what i don't know if i should talk about that but you know i, I suppose well, it's it up to you. feels like it should be private but um, well i think it, i'll i don't know yeah, a lot it's of not people as are talking as it used about to be this stuff now i mean a lot yeah it's a ssri like it's a selective 10, serotonin years ago yeah um uh, but i also want to ramble like 20 years ago that would be kind of taboo yeah so it's a but selective I don't think it is so serotonin reuptake inhibitor also known as um i suppose anti-anxiety anti-depression but i wasn't very depressed but i did have some mental loops that were happening every morning when i woke up yeah i mean i was a little curious as to why you were taking yeah, it because I, I thought I, you were i was okay. doing one of the i felt like i was one of the best points of my life and i can't remember what triggered me taking it yeah exactly I don't know. Because it's now five weeks, and I think now maybe we're getting close to it kicking in. Last time, it, 15 years ago, it took two weeks to kick in. So what are you feeling exactly kick in, that you feel like oh, something's like, kicking in? Well, it's when I say kick in, I mean the effect. It's just supposed to have a... Like, the effect I remember last time after taking it for two weeks was... Mm-hmm. I felt one with nature. Mm-hmm. And I remember before taking it, feeling very disconnected from nature i oh, felt okay. like nature had a peace and i didn't 
and then within two weeks like so about a year later I took it when I went through a pretty low spot yeah and I felt like I was actually remember saying to you I, I can feel the day oh okay so the, so it, it when I first took it five weeks ago didn't sleep the first night but I slept so well since like so so it's kicked in mm-hmm. in that sense that, it, that it's my sleep has never been that great so do you feel like it's Sorry, I interrupted you. No, there. and I, you know the other thing is that you, there is a bit of a dullness. Like that was my concern. Like I felt there's a bit of a dullness. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, like the Wednesday night walk, I did feel more connected with nature. And le- so things that would have really worried me and spun, they still spin, but they've lost their spinning power. So they're you're still thinking about them, yeah. but they're not bothering you to no. the extent that they may have bothered you in the past. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's good. There was also finger picking. I hoped it would stop. It hasn't. Um, you can't drink. So, and here's the weird thing: I don't really have a desire to drink. I actually don't have a desire to drink coffee either. That mm. was that was consistent last time too. So it's doing the things that like, I wonder, yeah, that those things meet. Yeah, it's kind of. So my first couple of morning was like the highlight of the day. And now it's like, eh. No, you don't care. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that's my that's my that's my high. Hey, yeah. highs and lows. So Monday night we. Uh, we went to a. Should I? Do you want to tell her? Or should I start it? You can start it, and then you can pass it to me whenever you want to. So Bridget got this invite to go to a. Well, has it was presented to me? Hey, I'm being asked to speak at uh, Roosevelt Library. Me, I you, was asked you. To speak. Sorry, yeah, yeah, about my art, and it's. Uh, I said, oh, cool, that's great, yeah. And then uh, you said, well, wait, it's, it's cocktail attire. Is that what you said? Cocktail yeah, attire. Cocktail attire. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's kind of odd. And then you told me. I figured out where it was because I know where Roosevelt uh-huh. Park is. And I'm thinking it's a public library, and a public library probably has a side room, and they're not that. They're usually kind of not great-looking rooms. So yeah. why would they be asking for cocktail attire? So yeah, we're dressing up, and it's like, and then you were nervous for a few days, but then we walk in there, it's like, holy crap, that's, um, look at this room. I look through the doors. Uh, it's hard to find this library. Mm-hmm. It's an old building. It's an old library, and they in the middle of the place, there's this long table. Like, yeah, you can see like it down to long. It's like a banquet hall, like a small banquet hall. Yeah. But it's like a, yeah, like a long hall. And then Wait, they had a long With a fireplace table. in the back. Yeah, a fireplace in the back with like wing leather wing back chairs around like, it. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they had uh, like an art installation of like doorknobs yeah. on the walls and some unique types of, uh, I think they were illustrations framed. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had a grand piano when you enter and yeah. a library with another table and the tables were laid out for like fine dining right so it was like you know the salad fork the dinner fork the different knives the dessert spoon and fork and the multiple plates and a charger and um what's a charger a charger is like the fancy plate that goes underneath the dinner plate and the salad plate there's like an iphone charger no it's like a fan it's like a big you remember the silver plate on the bottom that's a charger oh yeah yeah oh well so a charger so and it's candle candlelight everywhere yeah so it was like a mini downton abbey it really was it was and then so i took a left i saw a guy shining shoes and then i saw another guy he was dressed like a butler yeah, but it wasn't just yeah. dressed like a butler. He, he had this like a butler. presence about him like he was untouchable. I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. Like, what's goes, his name from uh, Downton Abbey? Carson. Carson. He was like Carson, but he his name was, was Leland. Like, he didn't just look like like the butler. He had the butler aura about mm-hmm. him. Like There was a slow, slower, more sophisticated space. Very pace. He moved so. that. Yes. And you notice it right away, and it's like it makes you slow down a bit, and you say, oh, hello. Yes. And um, 
And man, it's like then I was like, first and I'm thinking, he oh, is a butler. He is. He's a trained butler. He's, he's a trained wor- butler. He's, he's worked in uh, manners and stuff around the world, right? Well, like really, you know, extra like nice houses, and he also worked at the most expensive hotel in London. Yeah. Which I don't remember the name of it now, it's the but he's in trained. London. No, it's that's not a, the that's holiday. A joke. I'm just joking. He's trained in like a hotel management and yeah, that whole thing. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, I imagine it's yeah. Uh, so anyway, so you, we got there, brought your paintings in, and it was just like walking into a portal into another world. Yes, it and was. actually one of the newspaper one of the newspapers I looked up after said that too. So we're sitting by the fire, we're just meeting people. It's a social club that meets there, and then and then it came time for you to share, and you did mm-hmm. a really good job, and you shared about your your you did a really good job, and I it was just a five minute sharing session and talked mm-hmm. about your paintings, and then we sat down and had dinner and met some new people. It was just fun to. You know, it was a little scary because there was no COVID mask, so a lot of those people were vaccinated, but we weren't, so that was scary. But it was so nice to get out, yeah. and it was just wine being poured and dinner. And then the butler said, uh, Leyland, the butler said that your presentation, because they have an art moment every two weeks. Yeah. He said so. He said over the last five years, yours was the best. Yeah, pretty much. He said uh, I did the best at greeting the room, thanking the right people, and everything, and my. My friend Ashley, who's a member there, because yeah. it's a social club, right? And it cost, I think she said six thousand dollars a year to be a member yeah. of the social club. It's like a salon, like the French salons, right? Uh, in Paris, where they would go and all the artists would meet and discuss art and music and world politics and what? all this kind of thing. Like that's what it is yeah. supposed to be around and community. I had this random thought that. What if you're an identical twin and you shared a membership that and you paid 3000 each, but you never told them? You just you <laughs> went with the same name and try to keep the stories. That'd okay, be, just that'd a be thought. funny. I wonder if identical twins do stuff like that. Okay, Probably. back on track here. I bet some of them do. Uh, so that was really... Uh, but it, anyway, so Ashley was the one that... She was my sponsoring... She was the sponsoring member, so she sponsored me Yeah. to... She presented me to the board, and then this woman named Katie, who is super nice, who's also an artist, she's on the board, and she approved me speaking, or being the artist for that week. And then, um, yeah, so I got to go, and I was really nervous, and I had a, I had on like a really, I had a brand new outfit on, which was extremely nice, because I bought Mm. it at Saks Fifth Avenue. Um, But anyway, I'm really glad I did because like everyone was dressed me too extremely well right like the men had on dicky not bows. all the men but some of the men had on like three-piece suits with yeah. dicky bows and do you call them dicky bows that, that my term i don't know bow tie yeah yeah bow ties dicky bows but i mean it was it was lovely it was uh it was like it being was. in a different world and yeah i killed it i felt like i was in my element like yeah, well, speaking yeah. i i felt Really, really good. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, and I got lots of compliments on my artwork. I had three, four new paintings that I brought, and then I brought a couple other ones. And yeah, so it was it was an excellent evening. It was, and I got a little loaded. Yeah, I had some wine because I mean you have a butler, a butler serving you. So like after you talk for like an hour. Yeah, you just chit chat, talk to people, and then. Then I did. Then I was introduced by Katie. Then I gave my presentation, and then uh, 
Sue Hale, which is another man that works there, he rang the dinner bell, and then you sit and have dinner. Um, and we had a lovely, a lovely the lobster dinner. lobster is very nice, yeah. Yeah, we had lobster. Anyway, and the dessert was, really was cool. good too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a mango cheesecake. It was yeah, delicious. It was very so. It was like, it was like you're living high in the hog for a night. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, I Every, liked it. Yeah, everyone should be an artist so you can get those invites, or just or just yeah, save up six thousand. I know. So we briefly discussed joining, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like it would be great, right? I mean, it yeah, was a sure. blast. It was so much fun, right? But at the same time, I think I would feel guilty. Not like guilty, but like $6,000. That's a lot of money. I yeah. could go to a lot of other things. And like it's such a privileged thing to do too. But you know what I was thinking uh, on that night? It's like that is a lot of money, but I was thinking it is, but it's you're joining it to make connections and meet people mm-hmm. and you're meeting the same people every two weeks right and i was thinking it's cheaper than some churches we've been to yeah 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 you mentioned that well yeah because i but, mean we but, paid way more in ties than six thousand a year we but here you get like three times you get a amount. dinner and you get wine and i know that's very offensive to some people but well, no, you know what I mean? I think it's like it's not. Yeah, but I mean, I understand right. that a tithe is going to. Well, it's going to staff and well, it's going okay. to things. Here's and, the thing: if I was paying money, tithes and offerings, and I knew that it was going to like pay for kids being fed and and clothing and yeah. adoptions and yeah. people in the community who were in need, and some of that depends on what church. Every church allocates yeah, their money yeah, differently, yeah. so. I would feel great about that. Right. But if it's a system of a church where you're paying only salaries yeah. to everyone and you're paying for like a massive building and that kind of thing, then that is like what I don't really... That's what I had a problem with. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't have a problem with giving to churches right. that were... Like the church we went to here in San Antonio, a lot of that yeah. money yeah. that went all out into the needs of the community. Yeah. And, and I, they I, paid I, very low salaries. I would say the same for the De- Denver church. I and the Denver church. smaller scale. Our church there, that was... I felt like that was I didn't well. have a problem there either. But otherwise, you're yeah. right. Otherwise, though, in a lot of churches, it's not all that different than what we would have experienced. In other words, you're paying for a building... Yeah. And you're paying for a staff and you're paying for an experience and you're paying for a group of people who are somewhat like-minded. Yeah. And you're, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And you don't, well, yeah, you are, you're paying. I feel like you're holding yourself back there now. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think like, well, I'm trying to think of like the, the one church was, uh, you know, we didn't really get together with anybody outside of church hours. You know, we weren't really making... I, think, yeah, I mean, we yeah. had friends, but we were we didn't have, like, lifelong friends. Like, as soon as we stopped going there, yeah. then that was pretty much the end of... Yeah, and I think a lot of that those was... relationships. I think that, that church you're talking about was probably a... Um, and we're talk, talking about the second one we went to in Chicago, not the one we met at. Right. Just to be clear. So, but I think that was an example of of a, of a system that just a self a system that just was being fed to be bigger and to to rinse right. and repeat. They they did not put any money at all into the community. They didn't even put a at few. They should have put all. sods of grass outside. None. None. 
So it's like the, what you, the money's going to salaries and the money's going to an event and to keep people yeah. busy and keep people engaged and sure we'll order food because we're having an event and we're it's a perpetual event and that to get bigger and bigger and pull more people into this perpetual event. So it's not, a, it wasn't all that different than a social club, but a lot more expensive and not with the continual wine and, and chat and laughter yeah. and meals. I'm still not ruling it out. That is a lot though. Oh, it is a lot, yeah. I don't know. It would be good for my art career, yeah. though. Well, it's because we're talking about it. But, you know, as soon as you go by a, a homeless area, you're like, ah, no, that's a lot of money. I know. Here. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, some people have money to burn. Yeah. Well, it's like the world of privilege. Like, we talked about white privilege today. We were watching that college admission yeah. documentary. And I'd already heard the podcast on it, so I'm familiar with the story, but... You know, like these people that have all this money, like you can pay, when you have gobs of money, you can just pay to get in and get in anywhere you want, get any job you want, get any, start any business you want. Yeah. You know, when someone hands you the keys to the kingdom, and so I told you this on Monday night, it's like when you're in with all these people, like these people obviously have money and they have you know, they come from lines of people in San Antonio who've like built San Antonio, been the mayor of San Antonio, established neighborhoods in San Antonio. It's like these people hold those keys. Yeah. And you get invited into their world and then look, they hand you the key and they open that door for you. And then all of a sudden, then you, yeah. you're privy to their whole world and yeah. everything that they have access to, you now potentially could have access to it as well yeah you know and i know a lot of people don't agree with white privilege but i mean well i mean a lot of white people have a lot of wealth and with that comes a lot of privilege and just being white comes privilege too yeah you know so yeah anyway it was fun i hope that you know I think we'll have made a couple friendships from there and, and hopefully yeah, they yeah. will I'll be able to see some of those people again and it yeah. might lead to like a um an art prospect thing, a gallery right. there. That'd be nice. So what else what else do you want to talk about, Mr. Brian? As an opening you mean? Or we just should we get into the Well no, just uh well, I'm gonna ask you uh I'm gonna ask you a random question. Oh yeah? And the random question is, what's a problem that you that forced you to learn about an aspect of the world you didn't know about? What's a problem that forced me to learn something about an aspect about the world you didn't know about? Is it obvious I'm reading this off my phone? It probably is. Uh, well, yeah, it's did. obvious that you just read it because I could tell by the way you were saying it. Of course, I'm but, sitting but here across from you because I saw book. you if reading you it. If you were blind, you would have thought. Okay, a problem. Um, can you read it one more time? Yeah. It's a complicated question. It is a complicated Would you want to skip it and go for another one? One more time. If you don't like it, we'll pay, you can pass. Let me put my glasses on. What is a problem that forced you to learn about an aspect of the world? You didn't. Okay, well, I remember when we lived in, in Denver on seminary campus, and uh, there was a threat 
North Korea. Yeah. Of sending a missile over. Oh, sending one over or them sending it over? Them sending it over. Yeah. So the problem was that... I, well, I guess it really wasn't a problem. The problem was that I was like thinking about this. Do you want to turn your phone off there? Is that me? It's not me. The oh, problem, no, no, it's me. I'm so sorry. The problem was that... I guess there wasn't a problem. Like I was afraid... What if that happened or whatever? I don't think I'm answering this correctly. But no, anyway... No, you don't. I think that's right. It really made me... I didn't know... I really didn't know anything about North Korea at all. So then I really started researching North Korea and finding out. Like I had no idea. It was so horrible. I didn't know that people were starving in North Korea. I didn't know that they were put in concentration camps. Um... I didn't know, like I knew it was a communist country, but um, I don't think I answered it right though, because that's not really a problem for me. And I guess with the whole white privilege thing too, like when that started, when people started talking about white privilege, I didn't understand it. Yeah. And I didn't agree with it. Like I didn't think I had white privilege. And... So, and then the term microaggression. Yeah. Because I was, one of my friends accused me of doing a microaggression, which yeah. in that case, I think she was wrong. I didn't, I didn't really think I had. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, I was unfamiliar with the term, so I looked it up. And then I kept hearing over like the next couple of years, I kept hearing these things. And then I thought to myself, I really need to learn about this. I need to learn what is white privilege? What does it mean? And just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean that it's untrue. Untrue. So I made a concerted effort to like read books and listen to podcasts. And like I allowed myself to hear the argument. And then by hearing the argument, I began to understand what people were talking about and um and then i i came to the fact where i agreed with it and felt like there was a legitimate argument to be made and i also felt like if you have a whole group of people which i know all african americans don't use that argument or whatever but i think i would say probably most do i i thought to myself well how can i negate the collective experience of a whole group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who am I to speak for their mm. experience? Yeah. You know, so obviously something is going on. What's going on? What is making them say that? So, yeah. so yeah, that is definitely a problem. That was a problem I had and that's how I addressed it. And then it caused me to learn about white privilege and microaggressions and stuff like that. Sorry for looking at my phone there. Jomini, it's my turn now. Would you like to ask a question now? Okay. And you can send in your questions. Okay. You Call 1-800. Oh, okay. Let's see what we got going on here. Okay, what's something you looked forward to when you were very young? Um, summertime? Or Christmas time. Christmas time. 
Okay, elaborate. Well, I haven't passed episodes, but uh, we would be off from the 23rd to the 2nd mm-hmm. or so, or 6th of January, and it was a lot of fun, and we'd be off, and I already said it twice, really, we had good TV, and I know I hate saying that, but pe- I remember a teacher asking, what's your favorite thing to do about Christmas, and I said, or what's the great thing about Christmas, and I said... There's great TV shows on. Yeah. That's just the honest answer. That's what I liked. I, we would get the RTE guide and the BBC guide and the mm-hmm. UTV guide and look through it and see all the great movies that would be on over Christmas. But yeah. I, it was just, we, that's what we did. It was fun. Um, and it was fun getting a tree and going to Mass. And, well, it wasn't fun going to Mass. We are going to Mass and then opening our presents. But then, you know, you're off for the week and people visit. That's nice. And you buy stacks of tins of biscuits, cookies. Nice. And you hand them out to people. So that's cool. one thing. I, that's the end of my answer. So... Did you guys eat snacks while you watched TV shows? Not and really. Movies? Surprisingly, no. No. Okay. No. I mean, surprisingly, like I don't. Uh, no, uh, we, we didn't, and um, I don't remember going to a movie theater and you could buy snacks. I don't remember eating mm-hmm. popcorn or anything, but okay. I don't think we had snacks with movies. We might have tea. With so the movie. when did you have snacks like tea and? And biscuits. Uh, just throughout the day, just once during or twice, I don't know. Once maybe in the evening or at the afternoon, and then of course we would walk. But we would walk to the sweet shop and buy okay. them and eat them on the way home. Okay. We did that frequently. Okay, cool. There you go. And now I'll ask you a question. And now the question for you is: Are these good questions or no? I don't know. Just ask them, honey. You don't have to how do you think? Things. How do you think your future self will judge the person you are today? Oh, I've heard this question before. I think my future self is going to be really damn proud. Oh, good. Of me right now. Yeah. I really do because I feel like uh, I was listening to uh, the Goop podcast this morning, yeah. and she was she had an author on. He wrote a book on integrity, how to live in integrity. Yeah. And basically, to live in integrity means you live completely in the truth. Yeah. In your truth and, um, you know, trying not to lie. And it's really easy to lie to people, like to make them feel comfortable. Right. You know, yeah. and to discount your feelings and not to be completely honest. And I oh, don't want to hurt people's feelings, but just like, um, you know, I, I feel like I'm living more in integrity. I'm still not le- living completely in integrity because I'm not being my my 100% true self on like my social media platforms mm. I mean I don't know if that's necessary to do those things but um, I feel like I'm moving into more of a complete whole person and uh, I feel like my future self is going to be very grateful to the woman who's sitting in this chair right now because um, I feel really good about how my life is going and how yeah good. it's hard yeah yeah it's it's causing me issues but uh, yeah I'm doing it anyway good for you all right Do you want to answer the same question, or we're going to do different ones? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you want to answer that one, too? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, 
I had two answers to that question. Mm-hmm. And one is, based on where I'm at, one is... I think, okay, I think there's a bigger answer. I think the bigger answer is similar to what you're saying. is like, mm-hmm. good for you for following your your gut and mm-hmm. your heart. And and, um, and look how it all worked out. And that was brave of you to just follow your gut. Even though you didn't fully understand this, the road ahead, you could just yeah. tell this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But then there's another part of me that's like, oh, in 20 years, like, oh my gosh, you just completely backslid and you're just, um, what happened to you? But that voice just seems a bit bit smaller, and I don't I don't dwell on that much. That's good. Sometimes I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I feel sorry for you that you have such a condom condemning voice in your head all the time. Yeah, because that actually was my first that response. Makes me my sad. first response was around that. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. But uh, thanks for saying that, for expressing that. But uh, I continue to yeah, because that's can, what it yeah. I continue to follow my heart, which anymore. is deceptive above all things. But I continue to follow it nonetheless. Were you being facetious? Yes, I am being facetious. Okay, for those of you who don't know the Bible, that's from the uh, Bible Isaiah, telling that the yeah. the heart is deceptive above all things, which that's trusted. a lie. Yeah, it's a, I'd probably take that's a context. lie. That's not a true statement, and people right. take that as true because, right. of course. Men and women, we can deceive and our heart can do bad things, but we aren't like that. Yeah. A lot of people aren't. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's I don't, deceptive above all You it's and I don't above all things, yeah. get up every morning trying to be deceitful above all things. I don't, I don't well, even, I can't even think of a person in my life that does that. I can think of people maybe in politics or world leaders or yeah. criminals who do that, but. I don't know anyone in my life that wakes up in the morning is like, hmm, I want to be deceptive above all things. Like, Well, just... yeah, I wonder if it's the misunderstanding of the above all things. I wonder if that's causing... Like, I don't read it as above all things when I'm decept- deceptive. Of course we can be deceptive on little things and big things, but it paints such a bad picture, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Well, what else would be deceptive besides the human heart? Well, of course... The heart, the mind. Like Actually, the, it's not the, hum, the heart. The human it's consciousness. The yeah, the human consciousness is all we really know. It's the only thing in creation right. that that has the capacity to make a decision and be deceptive. So, I don't know how it's. It makes sense that that above all things, the human. Well, yeah, that's true. The only well, thing that two, is deceptive. People just want to be. A lot of people just want to be loved above all things. Like yeah, people. I think little kids when they're born and they're growing up, they really. I don't think little children are born wanting to be deceitful. I think they learn that. Yeah. And they, I think they just want. I did to be, learn it. Yeah, I think I everybody agree. just wants to be loved. Okay, I mean, let's go to the next question. Yeah, great, great. Okay. Okay, you ask first. I'll ask you. Okay, the question is: What's something that once seemed ins- insignificant but turned out to be important? Something that seemed something to that be... once seemed ignif- insignificant but turned out to be important. Oh, I've got a great answer. Oh boy! Well, you want to answer first? Oh, maybe well. I was in a uh, Bible study once, and there was a guy there, and um, he just seemed like he was a homeless guy. And my first response was, "Oh, it's a homeless guy. That's I'll be, I'll be. That's that's great. I'll be nice." And uh, and but he had this presence about him, and it was amazing. You know, peaceful, kind presence about him, and um, 
then we got talking a part of me was thinking oh I'm, I'm doing this guy a favor welcoming him in to the church as a homeless guy and then i realized he'd been going there for 10 years and then mm-hmm. he ended up becoming one of my closest friends for another five years who was this? eli you thought eli was homeless yeah. Why was he wore sweatpants and a t-shirt? I don't not home. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it was. But he ended up dying of cancer. We were really close, um, and um, I I felt pretty right away. Like, I felt pretty bad, you know, that I that I ever like he was just a gem of it. And then, you know, and then after he passed away, he gave us money and it helped us go to seminary. And but I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like that's it's not like what's something that once seemed insignificant but turned out to be very important to be important. That's an odd answer to a, about a person, but that just came to mind. Well, because you felt... Did you feel like starting the relationship was insignificant with him? Or what about that episode was insignificant? I think at the very first, he might have seemed insignificant because he wasn't dressed. Like, he wasn't dressed in the way the park people were decked out. Yeah. The church he went to. Yeah. People were, I know, it wasn't that he was homeless. I, I, don't, I think it was that he didn't fit the mold. The mold was professionals, well-dressed. People had a very similar personality. And he was just a regular guy, wasn't as well-dressed, but, but just the uh, salt-of-the-earth guy. He, he stood out. He didn't, seem as sig- he didn't seem as significant as others. And then when you, when, you, when you were just around him for a few minutes, he was extremely significant. It ended up just growing and right, in, in our kids' lives too. You know, too. I mean, my God, his is is yeah. So uh, that's what came to mind. So same question for you. Okay, let me think. Um, something that once seemed insignificant but turned out to be important. Um, golly, gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for this. Um, something insignificant. I don't think I have an answer. I don't think there's anything in my life. Me. Just kidding. You weren't insignificant. You weren't really into me. Right, but I... I'm forcing the answer. You give your answer. Or, or Pat. Pick another one. Okay. What's one problem that you used to have but don't anymore? Um, Christianity. No. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. You what's one problem? Does oh, doesn't matter. You go ahead. What's one problem that you have? What's one problem that you used to have but don't have anymore? I mean, I still kind of have that as a problem, but I'm working through it. Um. Oh, the fear of hell. Yeah, yeah, that's a big problem. Or the fear of everyone going to hell. I don't have that one anymore. Uh, waking up feeling like a failure. Okay. That just went away in the last, I don't know, few weeks, few months. Okay. Okay. Weeks or months? Maybe weeks. Weeks? Okay. Yeah. Is that right? Failure might be a strong word. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, now I gotta go back and pick a different area here. Um, okay. Here we go. This seems. Uh, what's one place you've been that you'd like to return someday? 
One place I've been that I would like to return someday. My bed. <laughs> um, That's a great answer. Let me see. Uh, now, is there seriousness in that oh, answer? Oh, oh, oh. To my childhood home, which I'm going to get to return to. Yeah. Oh, hang so, on. Are we, are we out of juice here? Come back, come back. Oh, don't tell me we did it again. No, I think it's still going. Oh, no, good. If, if it fell asleep, it was only recently. Hopefully um, it didn't shut out. So basically, out. my when my dad passed away, yeah. after about a year, my mom sold half of the land, which she wasn't supposed to do, and she wasn't legally allowed to do, but it wasn't caught by the title company. So anyway, it turned into this huge mess. And so this family has been living in my family home for the past, what, 10 years? Uh, no, because uh, been... your dad died at 13. Right, so it's close, been close. Nine, maybe nine years. Oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it could be close. Um, but anyway, and it's been this whole nightmare of getting it back, and I think we're finally going to be able to get it back, and I'm going to be able to return to my childhood home and be in the house and be on that side of the land because she that's 30 acres of land and she had sold half of it which was 15 acres and so I'm really really excited yeah to be able to return there and um, that is exciting isn't it it's very exciting and if it all goes through which I'm hoping it will and then I'm going to go and help mom unpack and get settled and she loves to garden. My it's mom's a, 76 a, now. I'm excited, too. I, I remember so. um, we were dating or maybe early married. We'd uh, I got up early and your dad was there and he had coffee. No one made Folgers better than him. He made really good Folgers. 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 It's and okay. I, I remember grabbing a cup and I'd have a few because it was really good. I hate Folgers coffee. Yeah. Because you know why? Why? Because of my dad. Yeah. My dad drank Folgers, so I'd smell Folgers every day. Yeah. And then we had roaches. Yeah. So Folgers reminds me of my dad. Yeah. And roaches. Yeah. And. Farts. Farts. Coffee farts. Coffee farts. Because my dad, he rarely farted, but I would go fishing with him sometimes to the creek. Yeah. And he would fart in the truck. Did it smell like coffee? Yes. And it smelled What's like. What's a coffee? Uh, Coffee. Does a coffee fart smell like a fart and coffee? It's a weird smell. It's not. But you could tell it was coffee. Yeah, it was just like ooh, and I can't to this day. I never ever want to drink Folgers coffee. I mean, I would drink it when we would go visit mom and dad. But yeah, yeah, I never had that like, experience of coffee farts. Well, right, you don't have any. Um, but yeah. you, you, you continue because you probably have a much better olfactory I do, I do. memory than me. Well, we, you know, I don't. We might don't know if we would have talked in the mornings or what. But uh, anyway, I went and got. Remember, in winter we went and I got a co- coffee mm-hmm. and I walked outside with it and it was sun yeah. was coming up on the land. Yeah. And it was a frost across the the grass and it was mm-hmm. lovely out there. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's very nice. Uh, good. Um, should I answer the same question? Yeah. The question again was. What's one place you've been that you'd like to return someday? Well, do I? Okay, I'm going to ask the same question. Uh, well, of course, my Sandy Mountain, my hometown. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go there. I'd love to sit outside yeah. the gem. It's not the gem anymore. It's called Brown Sandy Mountain. It's a coffee shop, and I'd love to sit outside and just look. But I'd also love to return to Manila Post Office, where my dad's um, 
was born and raised mm-hmm. and in this and then I'd like to walk up the street it's the Malavari road to the sweet shop I used to go to I don't know if it's still there oh okay so that's not in your neighborhood where you were living growing up oh sorry it was two different places so there's this there's there's which one the sweet shop in, is was there a sweet shop in your oh, neighborhood oh yeah yeah no it's gone they, they, they closed it down they oh, replaced okay. it with a French restaurant oh okay that's very nice but you know so the other sweet shop you want to visit is where is in Mayo is it still there do you know I don't know I don't okay. know if it is. Did we ever go to Mayo? We didn't go to Mayo, did we? Oh, we did, yeah. Is that where Pat lives? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the post office. So the po- remember where we had tea with Aunt Mary? Was that in a place? It was in a house, yeah. So Pat's mom, Aunt Mary, we sat in her kitchen and we had tea. Oh, I remember that, yeah. So that's that. we were physically sitting in the post office. Yeah. But we used to be the really? post office. Yeah. And that's oh. the post office that, that she ran. And her, and then um, before her, well, it was her husband, late husband Bill, but she ran, and then her, and then Bill, who's my dad's brother, his his dad ran, uh-huh. and it probably it might have gone back further yeah. generations, but my dad's my dad's dad was a, was the postmaster general for Manila, okay, and the physical room we were in was was um, yeah it was the old post office that I used to work in as a kid. I take people's money. Think you ever told me that? I don't think I did actually. Well, it's, it's, I don't remember. Like we didn't sell. I didn't How sell. How did you get all the way there? Oh, oh, as a kid, well, dad would have drove me there. Okay, so he drove you there every day? Oh, no, so we would have gone there for summer. Okay, so you had this job when you were there for the summer. Yeah, well, that's not really a job, so it's, it's how would I say this? So we'd go for the summer and spend a week or two and stay at Aunt Mary's. Um, and, uh, and, then if, and then we'd be in the kitchen and we'd hear ling, 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 and then we'd just walk next, we'd walk through the door into mm-hmm. the post office and someone said, hey, can I get the paper? And I'd say, sure, and I'd take their money and give them change. Oh, okay. So it was like a real job. It was like, gotcha. I probably shouldn't have even been doing it, but, you know. And then they had newspapers and can I think, I don't know if they had candy or sweets or whatever. And then, of course, I wouldn't have messed with the stamps. Like, if they were shipping something, I wouldn't have. Yeah. So it was a country post office in that there was newspapers, maybe, uh, newspapers for sure, uh, and then post office things. Yeah. And that's all I remember. There you go. Okay. Well, then uh, the most, the, one of the, uh, funnest memories from going to Ireland the last time was like when you we would go visit someone like I swear to god like every cookie they have in the house comes out like yeah yeah every tin of cookies yeah everything gets put out on the table everything of candy like yeah it was just so well, fun when did you like that well you were you've been there twice I don't remember that happening so much the first time. I'm sure it did. Aunt, Aunt Claire did it. She would have taken her That's tin right. out. That's right. I remember that. Because then, like uh, in the way I grew up, well, number one, we didn't have company that frequently, but you would have like one thing of cookies. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And we didn't have like the assortments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. those assortment tins, they're <laughs> right. so cool. Yeah. Aunt Claire had a tin where she would you just know? put all the assorted cookies in there. Yeah. And then close the lid, and then she'd go grab it, and it was so much fun. Yeah, I can see why. And they're good, too. They are very good. And the tea's yeah, fantastic. some of them are really delicious. All right, your, your turn. Pick another question. Okay. There we go. 47 minutes. Well, you know. What's one project that you felt excited to work on? Uh, well, I think uh, I felt excited to... Uh, is, is, this last year has been a very exciting project. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's been an exciting project. I work with the Air Force. I, I, it's hard to describe to the non-agile world, but 
I got to be a scrum master again, which is a role I used to do. Uh-huh. Because I've been coaching scrum masters for mm-hmm. four, five, six years. And then um, I took this job so I could be a scrum master again. Yeah. And learn the trade and learn the techniques so then I could coach it better. Okay. So I did that. And now I'm coaching again. And now I'm doing other stuff. And that's been fun. So that's Very it. Very cool. Short answer. How about you? One project that you felt excited to work on. Well, I don't do a lot of projects. I mean, I just did three new paintings. It's a project, though. And did the speaking engagement. I don't know if I would say I was excited. I was excited to do the paintings. I did, like, paintings in a whole new style. Uh, and I did them on custom canvases. That was really cool. Um, I don't know. I was very excited to uh, clean up the yard. Right. That's a project. Yeah. I actually love weeding and find it very therapeutic. And I, and I didn't listen to anything. Oh, really? That's I've good. I've just been out in the yard for the past two days with no podcast, no music, no nothing. Just, oh, wow. Um, because you, I was, I learned that, you know, your brain needs downtime. I think Even it does. during the day. It doesn't just need it at night. Yeah. But your brain needs downtime during the day as well so I, i'm like yeah yeah just enjoying being being silent and hearing like the birds and the traffic and whatever noises arise just being in being present in the moment i've been liking that a lot yeah you know when i went for that walk i was gonna read and i just felt over media i was just too much media and i needed yeah. to listen to the birds and hear the sounds mm-hmm. i think that's a good point I want to change my answer. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day live show was a more fun project. Oh, yeah. Because I bought the new gear and we piped it through and did a sound check and, and Callum helped with that. And then just doing it and doing pub quiz, mm-hmm. I, I was that was more exciting than work. But, yeah. You know, work pays bills. Is it my turn? It's your turn. Should we keep going? Sure, yeah. What's been the biggest change in your life in the last five years? Well. Wow. We're... we're let me count the ways. Well, the biggest is that I am no longer a Christian. Right. That is the biggest change. Yeah. Which is a very shocking change, not only to myself, but I'm sure to my family and friends. And, um, yeah, I was um, listening to that woman talk about talking about living in integrity. And it's really hard when we begin to live in integrity because you your systems that have socialized you like your church your church friends your community um like it could be very shocking to not only yourself to move away but shocking to them too Mm. you know and um so yeah, that's a huge and to my family, to you. I think it's been extremely difficult for you. And uh, even though I feel liberated, it has been very difficult for me as well. Because of me or Well, because of you. Because of you and because of knowing like what my family Yeah. Um uh, yeah, thanks and different people. Like on social media, like I have such a harsh way of putting things sometimes and 
the way I express myself isn't always, would not be welcome on social media. If I express myself with my true feelings, which I hold back and I don't do that. Well, it's probably not even necessary to do that. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad for the change. But yeah, that is the biggest change. What about you? Similarly, uh, the biggest change, a few, spending 10 years or maybe longer to be a pastor and then stepping out of that role. Right. That was big. And then I think just stepping out of the evangelical world. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the big another big change is uh, not feeling the pressure to change people when I'm with them mm-hmm. who aren't like me and just be with them. And then another nice cha- nice change has been reconnecting with old friends and family. Yeah, yeah. And that's been a big change. And then um, yeah. Um, oh, and then waking up and walking down the stairs, and some mornings I'm very thankful to be alive and I'm thanking God and saying thank you I'm alive today and other days I don't remember to say that and, uh, and that's okay and then uh, waking up and just uh, feeling the freedom to do whatever I want to do yeah I can listen to podcasts I can read I can uh, I haven't watched TV yet I used to do that but part of me is like I should watch TV at 6 in the morning but yeah, I don't I mean, think I'd like to. You can do whatever you want can, to do. But it's more fun to read or, or just take it easy or listen to a podcast. So that's my biggest change. Okay. Next question. What kinds of pretend play did you like best when you were very young? Oh my gosh. I had fun. Well, so I had friends named Aaron and Darren. They were twins. Did yeah. I ever talk about them before? Uh, I have two things, two plays yeah. that I want to talk about. So I was four... No, they were four and I was five, or maybe the reverse of that. I can't remember. But they lived down the street, and their mom was friends with my mom. Her name was Gail Keith. And so uh, my dad was working, but sometimes Gail would come over, and she would bring Aaron and Darren, and then sometimes we would go to their house. But we would play, and we would just make up all kinds of scenarios and events how, how old were you we were like four and five uh, so we weren't even in kindergarten yet yeah aaron and, and darren aaron and darren and one of them's dead now right darren is uh, and i haven't seen aaron since high school yeah. but we would make up these elaborate things like they would protect me and we would pretend like there were people coming after us or wanting to rob us we play cowboys and indians and which you probably can't you're probably not allowed to play Cowboys and oh, Indians anymore. Oh, maybe not. I yeah, don't know. maybe not. But um, we would sit, like sometimes we would be out in the field. We have 30 acres, so we'd be walking out in the field, and we would say like, oh, we would pretend like we were being followed by a bear or by a panther. And we would just be like, oh, did you hear that? Oh, can you see them? Oh, they're looking. And I mean, it was just very elaborate, you know, and we were into it, and it was so much fun. Yeah. And we would also, sometimes we would get underneath their trailer house and dig because they had like this really great black soil under there. And we would just be under there digging with spoons and talking and for hours. And it yeah. was a blast. You didn't need a spoon. That's all you need. Yeah, we just had a spoon. It was just under there digging. I don't remember what we talked about. And then the other thing that we did that was so much fun was we had big wheels. And I think I'd shared this on the podcast before. 
Um, so I had a big wheel, and then Aaron and Darren had a big wheel, and then our neighbor Wade, he had a green monster. Now, or the green just, yeah. machine. It's called the green machine. And so in my front driveway, if it rained, there was like a puddle, like a low puddle. And it was kind of long. It was probably really small, but when you're little, it seemed yeah, like yeah. it was huge. And we would ride as fast as we could, and we would ride through the puddle. And just like riding the big wheels was like so much fun. Yeah. So. The big wheels. Was there a second story? Yeah. That was the second one. Oh, okay. So yeah. the big wheel and then playing pretend with Aaron and Darren. Yeah. Um, yeah. What kind was... of pretend play did you like best when you were very young? Mm. Now, riding the big wheels, that wasn't pretend. But yeah, we pretended all kinds of stuff. I don't think we did pretend. I think we made fun of people. You made fun of people? Well, like, my, my brother, Kevin, like, we went to, uh, I don't know, like, we would... Not make fun of people. We'd go ring doorbells, neighbors' doorbells, and we'd say, um, can we can we do your garden? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we then we can, you know, mow your lawn, do your yard work, and then they'd pay us money, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there was one neighbor next door, and, uh... uh <laughs> This is, anyway, her name was Mrs. Mann. She was an older woman and she was deaf. Mm-hmm. So we rang the doorbell and said, can we do your garden? She goes, what, what, what? I mm-hmm. said, can we do your garden? What, what, what? And we just gave up, right? Yeah. So that was one episode. Another time, time uh, one, uh, one, one, we said, and it was the daughter answered the door. She was probably like 50s. Yeah. Hey, can we do your garden? No, no, go go play on the roundabout. Now, what she meant was the park, the cul-de-sac, which she yeah. called it a roundabout. I thought that was yeah. funny. And then the third time we called, the other daughter came, and she she wore this uh, band band like a a, a uh, '60s uh, uh, leopard strap around her head. Yeah. And we don't remember what we said. We what we mm-hmm. said heard. And then the, then there was a three girl. There was three girls and the mom. And then we called back another time, and it was on the same day, or <laughs> no. is this different time? It was over the span of probably a year, because we would just go yeah. door to door in all the houses. Can we do your yeah. garden? Can we do your garden? To get some money. Yeah. Some people would let us in and do their garden. They'd mm-hmm. pay us. I mean, I remember trimming someone's rose bush. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was. I, was... I cannot imagine you doing that as a kid. Because I can't. Because me doing that. I can't imagine you doing it now. Oh, we played Zorro with Mary McIntyre's one of her flowers. We did. Uh-huh. We got. We got. Did Zorro. We got these uh, long. Uh, oh, what are you canes made of uh, bamboo poles and we, uh-huh. were going, and we were we actually beheaded all her spring buds Ooh. she was so upset could you oh imagine someone doing that oh my god yeah so we did that and then we we did someone's garden I think I trimmed all the roses off before that were coming Quiet. out so oh my god <laughs> I don't know how they let us in monster. that's what I did so the, the, the third sister we go to the door and we say can we do your garden she goes no and she closed the door so then for years since then, and then we were probably since we still tell the story, but the story gets gets uh, yeah elaborated elaborated. So we would we would uh, first of all the old woman we'd say can we do you know we'd play roles okay yeah we'd take turns okay you play the old yeah. lady I'd say I'd say uh, can we do your garden and Rory goes what 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 and just keep going yeah. right and we'd crack up laughing and then we go to the, then the next sister can we do your garden 
know, go play on the roundabout. And we'd crack up laughing. The next sister with the with the leopard skin thing, we called her Tarzan. Uh-huh. Can we do your garden? And she go, oh, 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 do Tarzan yeah. things. And then we'd do the final sister. Um, can we do your garden? And she'd say, the one who said no, very yeah. bluntly. We'd say, she'd go, no. And then we should be. It would be like such a wind. It would be blowing us back, and we'd be yeah. being blown back down her driveway with yeah. the with the force of the no. But we would yeah. just re- we replay the scenario of how it, of all four ladies in the house yeah. of how they turned us down. And how old were you guys at this time? <laughs> at twenty six. <laughs> no, no, we were probably six. Oh, but, you were little baby. Well, guys. I don't know. Maybe we were eight. I don't. Maybe we were. Little I bet guys. you're so cute. That's probably why you never got in trouble. Yeah, so we were probably six or seven or eight. So it was pretend. And then we did garden to garden where we'd go through people's front yards and we'd skip the fence and run mm-hmm. over it. But I don't know if we did pretend. We, yeah. No, no, we did pretend. We did Star Trek or whatever up the tree. You did your uh, <laughs> your potion. We did our magic potion. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, tell people what was in the magic potion. The magic potion. There was this old building. They were the apartments, the flats, we called them. But they had... Um, <laughs> They had these bowls, these, uh, you know, like concrete bowls that were ornate. Uh-huh. When it rained, it just filled up with water. Yeah. So we went up there one day and we urinated into it. Uh-huh. The three of us, me, Kevin, and Rory, my brother, Kevin. And then we got dog shit and we threw it in there. Uh-huh. And then we got nettles, we call them. And net, nettles, they're stingers. Yeah. We threw stickers. The, we call them stickers Stickers, here. yeah. We threw that in there. And then we started, we'd go, magic potion. We'd do the witch, the witch voice. Magic potion, magic potion. And then Rory took oh. his magic potion stick and he stuck it in my face. Oh, it didn't hit me, gross. but I leaned back. And then he started chasing me around a circle, around the magic yeah. potion cauldron. Yeah. Trying to touch me with the stick. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin had a flat stick. Uh-huh. And he got it. And when Rory was <laughs> Rory was making his pass, he uh-huh. flicked the magic oh, potion no. all over his face and hit him right in the oh, face. Oh no! And, and all the urine and the oh, pee no. were, were, were were kind of what about the dog rolling? Poo? We didn't see that on his face, but it was rolling down his face, Gross. and he just stood there stunned and started crying. Oh! And as he was crying, the nettle the nettle stings started goosebumps started Ow. starting appearing on his head. Ow. It's Which probably burned then if he had urine on his head. Well, <laughs> that is I mean, he'll laugh now. It was, right. it was it was bad. So it, Rory's the one that got it in the he face. He got it in the face for chasing me. Mm. See, if Rory's older brother Arthur was there, he would have he would have got Kevin. Yeah. There you go. Well, should we pick another? Sure. Okay. Um, what's one thing you avoided doing because you were afraid? Oh, so one thing I avoided doing because I was afraid. Um, oh, maybe traveling more because I don't like flying, but that's not really what they're talking about. Well, you know, how do you know what they're talking about? Yeah, what's one thing you... you well, I've never avoided going because, somewhere because I was afraid oh, of flying. Oh, yeah, yeah, what's one thing you avoided doing because you're afraid... I don't, I've I never don't, avoided. I, like I, I, I think I've always. Let's just go to another question then. Yeah, I agree. Are we out of questions on that one? Let me go back. Hang on. Reorder. Okay, back. That's. Is that a small talk? Would you like? A, I'm gonna do. Um, here we go. 
I'm going to skip that. But no, I can't skip it. What's, what fads do you remember from when you were younger? Okay, one fad in, I think it was high school, when you would wear your hair, like the girls would wear their hair and you would take a brush and you would comb out the hair on the side of your head and then you would spray hairspray there and then you would blow dry it so that your hair would come out and make like wings off the side of your face. And then you would take the hair at the top, like a, uh, like a chunk of hair, and then you would kind of curl it and tease it and make like this poof ball yeah. in the top. Oh. Um, and so like that was a fad that, that, yeah, I wore my hair like that in high school. That was an 80s. 80s fad. Like an 80s fad. And I think even some of the girls with short hair would do that too. But yeah, you would blow you would blow it out on the side. So yeah. your hair would come out and then do the poof ball on the, the top. The fad I remember was the Coca-Cola yo-yo fad in Ireland when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Or ish, ish. <clears throat> and uh, Coca-Cola had these spinning yo-yos. Oh, okay. And then they had this guy from South America who was a yo-yo world champion and he would come he came to town uh-huh. and we'd have yo-yo competitions outside our supermarket and I, I won oh you could do walk the dog you could rock the cradle all these tricks that he taught you on TV uh-huh. he would show you and, and it was cool because you see him on TV and then he turns up with his red Coca-Cola jacket and he was cool he was yeah. like Julio Iglesias if you remember him except with a yo-yo and then he um, yeah I won, a, I won a Coca-Cola tell I think I won twice actually the competition for Sandy Mount. Cool. But there was a hat though. They had this hat with with a radio built in mm-hmm. and a little earplug you stick in your right ear. It would uh-huh. look so dorky now. Yeah. That's the fat it I remember. It would have been super cool. Yeah. What's one memory you have of being unable to sleep because you were excited about something? Excited as in happy? I don't know. Just as excited. Oh my gosh. Not able to sleep. I don't know. You go first. Uh, when we had our basement worked on in Chicago, the night they put the stairs in mm-hmm. to go to the basement, I was really excited. Oh, cool. And we sold the building. So there you go. Should we wrap it up? It's now we're over an hour in. Sure, we can wrap it up. I don't... I know I must have an answer for this. I'm just not really thinking of something. You see, I think you've lost sleep because you were nervous about stuff lately when you'd sing at church. I've definitely lost sleep from being nervous. But I don't know if I've been, if I've lost sleep because I'm happy to do something. Because usually if I'm really happy to do something, I'm not scared. Right. Fear tends to keep me awake and nerves, but happiness I don't think happiness has ever kept me awake right I could be wrong though no, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know I think I hear you I don't um, know now um, in closing uh, would you like to share a me- form of media you've been ingesting that you would recommend um you know I found a new podcast that's kind of funny is this the Irish one it is. Were you no. going to share that one too? No, I wasn't. I was going to share something else. But you're kind of funny. Like you were giggling really hard last night. No, it was funny. It was really funny. I actually, I found two cool podcasts this week. 
So the Irish one is called Tommy, Hector, and Loretta. Yeah. And they're three Irish cousins. They're in the same family. And they are hysterical. Yeah. And they meet in like a garden shed and record. And they talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, But yeah, they're pretty hysterical. And then the other one I found is called In Plain Sight. And it's about Lady Bird Johnson. And L- she, LBJ's wife. Yeah, yeah, LBJ's wife. And she recorded a lot of things. She kept, she documented a lot of stuff. So, anyway. Sorry for looking at my phone here. What about you? Well, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but I've been ingesting a, a show on HBO called... Uh, that freaky I was going to say show. Hungry Like the Wolf. That's not it. Raised by Wolves. Yeah, it's really weird. It is odd. It's, uh, so that's... Um, it's about um, it's about the planet. <clears throat> I don't know if it's Earth, but they leave a planet that's uh, mainly religious people who worship a guy called Sol S O L Sun. Soul. 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 Yeah. And then there's atheists, and the atheists, atheists and the believers fight, and then they blow up the planet, and then the believers take an ark spaceship to find a new home, but the atheists have created two. Uh, cyborgs who've got there ahead of them with some kids they're going to raise and so they're the new Adam and Eve and then they meet on the planet and it's kind of it's tense and you know the first few episodes were good and now it's oh uh, you've watched more than one because I on only watched seven. one episode oh you're on episode seven I don't know <clears throat> Is it, are you are you actually liking it or I don't are, know I mean yeah, I feel like I'm just I just want to know what happens now yeah, because it's very bizarre. Like it is it's bizarre. definitely different. It's Ridley Scott who put it. Who did? That's part yeah, of the reason I'm watching it. Yeah, it's very different. I don't well, like good. their costumes, though. I don't like they're their. They're horrible. I know. I, it's very cheesy. It's almost like a, like the costume. The design is done by like a, a junior high theater department. It is. Or something. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's like Teletubbies, which is a kids' cartoon. Like those. Yeah. Those uh. Kid, not a cartoon, but like characters in like the big, yeah, uh, stuffed suits. Yeah. If you don't know Teletubbies, look it up. It's kind of like human Teletubbies. I don't know. It's weird. It's yeah. It's kind of like old fashioned too, it's don't odd. you no, think? You, you it's, said you said it was like the Earth Girls are easy or some weird. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of the movie Earth Girls are easy with Jeff Goldblum and movie? Gina Davis. Never saw that. Well, it's very like. Campy? It's campy. It's cheesy and campy. Yeah. And basically, Jeff Goldblum and whoever else, like they're aliens, and they see girl, they see Gina Davis laying out in her bikini. Yeah. And they're like, oh, who's the guy in it? Besides, the other besides guy. Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. I forget were they married is. at some point? Because weren't they in The Fly also? I don't know. They were, yeah. But anyway, it's very sexual too. Yeah. Like they want. Like they want to touch them because they don't have any hair. Because Jeff Goldblum, the aliens, they're very hairy. Yeah. You know, but then humans, you know, she's, you know, obviously she doesn't have any hair. Yeah. But it's cheesy. It's like it was, this show you're watching is like it was, it has special effects as if it was made today, but then it has costume and set design as if it was made 30 years ago, which is yeah. a very weird combination to it have is, the two is. of those things. I wonder if he was... It feels like like it feels like a 70s Doctor Who in, at moments. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I've never watched that, but I, I know, wonder if I he know purposely going was going that. for that because he's an English guy. I, wonder, I mean, I'd be curious. But I don't, okay, there you go. That's the story. All right, you Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, happy Saturday. Have a good great Have weekend. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. We yes. appreciate uh, it. Feel free to send over questions if you have any. <laughs>